Hey everybody, welcome to uh, today's show of the Rained Out Rantcast. I'm your host, COVID. Uh, this is a smoke sesh. Uh, one joint, everybody knows the rules. It's where uh, I get high and I rant. So, I thought today, I came across an interesting um, meme. It's about someone called named Albert Fish. Albert Fish, this motherfucker. Albert Fish, by November 1934. I, I, let's start. Let's. <clears throat> Albert Fish confessed to dozens of crimes after his arrest, each one of them more depraved than the last. Albert Fish was a cannibal, pedophile, murdering motherfucker back in the 20s and 30s. Now, what's wild about this Albert Fish? Hamilton Howard, Albert Fish. He was born May 19, 1870. Died January 16th, 1936. Was an American serial killer, child rapist, and cannibal. Well, <clears throat> I forgot to mention, I'm smoking something called Durban Poison. I heard it's one of like the oldest strains around. And damn, <clears throat> this stuff tastes delicious. It's very different. Very different tasting. Very fruity. Just... Very good. It's a sativa, like 22%. It was 25. Um, anyways, he was an American serial killer, child rapist, cannibal. He was also known as the Gray Man. I wonder if this is where like Slender Man came from. The Werewolf of Westeria. <clears throat> the Brooklyn Vampire. Moon Mani- Maniac. And the Boogeyman. Fish once boasted that he had... He... Quote, had children in every state. <coughs> I don't need, he doesn't mean by like had kids. He killed one in every state, is what he claimed. And at one time stated his number of victims was about 100. However, it is not known whether he was referring to rapes or cannibalization, nor is it known if the statement was truthful. Fish was a suspect in at least five murders during his lifetime. He confessed to three murders that police were able to trace to a known homicide. And he Confesses to stabbing at least two other people. Fish was apprehended on December 13, 1934 and put on trial for the kidnapping murder of Grace Bud. <clears throat> Here's what's wild with the Grace Bud story. This was a t- 10-year-old that went me- missing in, uh, what, what would it have been, 1928, uh, 10-year-old. Um, Fish was, uh, where is it? Uh, yep. He was convicted and executed by electric chair on January 16th, 1936 at the age of 65. His crimes were dram- dramatized in the 2007 film, The Gray Man, starring Patrick Bukaki. I don't know what his name is. I have to check that out. This all came from a meme, a fucking meme. <coughs> I always make fun of that <coughs> memes make fun of uh, memes because everybody like posts memes like their truth and shit. But this one was real. 
Um, so, early adulthood and criminal history. 1890, uh, Fish arrived in New York City, and he said at that point he became a prostitute and began raping young boys. In 1898, his mother arranged a marriage for him with Anna Mary Hoffman, who was nine years his junior. They had six children, Albert, Anna, Gertrude, Eugene, John, and Henry Fish. Throughout 1898, Fish worked as a house painter. He said he continued molesting children, mostly boys younger than age six. He later uh, recounted an incident in which a male lover took him to waxworks, a waxworks museum where Fish was fascinated by, bi- by a bisection of a penis. After that, he became obsessed with sexual, sexual mutilation. In 1903, he was arrested for grand larceny, convicted and incarcerated in Sing Sing. In Sing Sing. <coughs> Around 1910, while he was working in Wilmington, Delaware, Fish met a 19-year-old man named Thomas Kedden. He took Kedden to where he was uh, staying, and the two began to, uh, they began to fuck each other. It is unclear whether or not Fish forced Kedden to do these things, but in his confession, he implies that the man was intellectually disabled. After 10 days, Fish took Kedden to an old farmhouse where he began to torture him. The torture took place over two weeks. Fish eventually tied Kedden up and cut off half of his penis. I shall never forget his scream for the look he gave me, Fish later recalled. He originally intended to kill Kedden, cut up his body, and take him home. But he feared the hot weather would draw attention to him. Instead, Fish poured peroxide over the wound, wrapped it in Vaseline covered in a Vaseline covered handkerchief, left a ten dollar bill, kissed Kedden goodbye, and left. Took first train I could <clears throat> took the first train I could to get back home. Never heard what became of him or tried to find out, Fish said. Fucking crazy. This is a crazy story. Because this led me to the Chinese famines, where the Chinese, less than 100 years ago, were eating each other. Yeah, they were fucking eating each other. They were eating each other, you know, they became cannibals. The, the, it was so, the famine was so bad, multiple times in China, and they ate children. They sold and ate children. They, I mean, anyways... So, uh, <clears throat> in January 1917, Fish's wife left him for John Straub, a handyman who boarded with the Fish family. Fish then had to raise his children as a single parent. Crazy. Fucking, fucking crazy. Six kids. This is like some Dexter shit on another level and fucking horrifically horrible. I only bring up Dexter because they just said it was coming back. If everybody just forgets the last episode because it was so fucking stupid. Anyways, <clears throat> it was about this time Fish began to indulge in self-harm. He would embed needles into his groin and abdomen. Holy shit. After his arrest, x-rays revealed that Fish had at least 29 needles lodged in his pelvic region. He also hit himself repeatedly with a nail-studded paddle and inserted wood doused with lighter fluid into his anus and set it alight. Huh? What? He's... Uh, While Fish was never thought to have physically attacked or abused his children, he did encourage them 
and their friends to paddle his buttocks with the same nail-studded paddle he used to abuse himself. He soon developed a groaning obsession with cannibalism, often preparing himself a dinner consisting solely of raw meat and sometimes serving it to his children. That's the uh, uh, paleo diet, isn't it? Uh, in about 1919, Fish stabbed in an intellectually disabled boy in Georgetown. Uh, on July 11th, Fish found eight-year-old Beatrice Cow playing alone on her parents' farm. He offered her money to come and help him look for rhubarb. She was about to leave the farm when her mother chased Fish away. Fish left about uh, left, but returned later to the kid's barn where he tried to sleep but was covered by Beatrice's father and forced to leave. <clears throat> Shortly before his abduction, his abduction of Grace Bud, Fish attempt, attempted to test his implements of hell on a child he had been molesting named Cyril Quinn. Quinn and his friend were playing box ball and on a... <laughs> I'm having such trouble reading. This must be the disturbing poison. Uh, on a sidewalk, when Fish asked them if they had uh, eaten lunch, when they said that they had not, he invited them into his apartment for sandwiches. While the two boys were wrestling on Fish's bed, they dislodged his mattress. Underneath was a knife, a small handsaw, and a meat cleaver. They became frightened and ran out of the apartment. Crazy, man. Fish remarried. He re- I mean... <sighs> This is crazy. This is fucking crazy. This is the early 1900s. <laughs> the murder of Grace Bud on May 25th, 1928, Fish saw a classified adver- advertisement in the Sunday edition of the New York World that read, Young man, 18, wishes position in country. Edward Bud, 406 West 15th Street. On May 28th, Fish, then 58 years old, visited the Bud family in Manhattan under the pretense of hiring Edward. He later confessed that he planned to tie Edward up, mutilate him, and leave him to bleed to death. Fish introduced himself as Frank Howard, a farmer from Farmingdale, New York. He promised to hire Bud and his uh, friend Willie and said he would send for them in a few days. Fish failed to show up, but he sent a telegram to Bud, family apologizing at a later date. When Fish returned, he met Edward's younger sister, Grace Bud. He apparently changed his intended victim from Edward to Grace and quickly made up a story about having to attend his niece's birthday party. He convinced his parent, the parents, Della Flanagan and Albert Bud, to let Grace accompany him to the party that evening. <clears throat> so, wait a minute. Okay. So... In the in the paper back then, they would just put ads, young man, 18, wishes position in country. <laughs> they didn't have, <laughs> not everybody had phones, so you had to, you had to come into town where all the poor people were. <laughs> pick your, pick your young 18 year old male up. Fucking crazy, man. Uh, Jesus. Um, they, he convinced those parents to let uh, Grace accompany him to the party that evening. The elder Albert Budd was a porter for the United States Equitably Life Assurance Society. Oh, I guess they weren't poor. Uh, Grace had a younger sister, Beatrice, two older brothers, Edward and George, and a younger brother named... Uh, what the fuck? <clears throat> That's crazy. So they're talking about... Uh, he already, there was already a Beatrice, that's, what a coincidence, 
Uh, when Fish returned, he met Edward's younger sister, Grace Bud. He apparently... Oh, okay. Uh, the police arrested 66-year-old... Yeah, Grace... Uh, Grace left with Fish that day and never returned. Uh, Grace had a younger sister, Beatrice, two older brothers, Edward and George, and a younger brother, Albert Bud second. Later, like, <clears throat> in November of 1934, see, this was in uh, 1928. Uh, so, what, like, uh, six years later or something like that? An anonymous letter was sent to Grace's parents, which ultimately led the police to fish. Miss Bud was illiterate and could not read the letter herself, so she had her son read it to her. What's a porter? Okay, no, they weren't rich. He would just, uh, my apologies. He was, yeah, they, these were poor people. Uh, the unaltered letter, complete with fishes, misspellings, grammatical errors, reads. This is fucked up. Fucked up. Okay. My dear Miss Bud, in 1894, a friend of mine shipped as a deckhand on the steamer Tacoma. Captain John Davis. They sailed from San Francisco to Hong Kong, China. On arriving there, he and two others went ashore and got drunk. They returned to the boat. When they returned, the boat was gone. At that time, there was a famine in China. Meat of any kind was from $1 to $3 a pound. <laughs> so, so great was the suffering among the very poor that children under 12 were sold to the butchers. Okay. Meat of any kind was one to three dollars a pound and created a famine in China. A famine so insane, okay, so great was the suffering among the very poor that all children under 12 were sold to the butchers to be cut up and sold for food in order to keep others from starving. <clears throat> a boy or a girl under 14 was not safe in the street. You could go in any shop and ask for steak, chops, or stew meat. But this is a letter okay, that Albert Fish wrote and sent six years after he abducted Grace Bud. And he wrote this letter and sent it to the parents of Grace Bud. The very people he met that allowed him to take her their daughter to a, some party. They just met this guy. They just met this guy. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> so, you could go to any shop and ask for steak, chops, or stew meat. Part of the naked body of a boy or girl would be brought out and just what you wanted cut from it. A boy or girl's behind, which is the sweetest part of the body and sold as veal cutlet, brought the highest price. John Stayed there so long he acquired a taste for human flesh. On his return to New York, he stole two boys, one seven and one eleven, took them to his home, stripped them naked, tied them in a closet, then burned everything they had on. Several times every day and night, he spanked them, tortured them to make their meat good and tender. First, he killed the eleven-year-old boy because he had the fattest ass and, of course, the most meat on him. Every part of... of his body was cooked and eaten except the head, bones, and guts. He was roasted in the oven. All of his ass boiled, broiled, fried, stewed. The little boy was next. Went the same way. <clears throat> at the time, I was living at 409 East 100th Street. Rear, right side. He told me so often 
how good human flesh was, I made up my mind to taste it. On Sunday, June the 3rd, 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th. I mean, <laughs> it's the same, you know, young man, 18, wishes position in country, Edward Budd, 406 West 15th Street, and brought you pot cheese strawberries. We had lunch, Grace sat in my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her. On the pretense of taking her to a party, you said yes, she could go. I took her to an empty house in Westchester I had already picked out when we got there. I told her to remain outside. She picked wildflowers. I went upstairs, stripped all my clothes off. I knew if I did not, I would get her blood on them. <sighs> when all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in the closet until she was in the room. When she saw me all naked, she began to cry and tried to run downstairs. I grabbed her. She said she would tell her mama. <clears throat> First, I stripped her naked. How she did kick, bite, and scratch. I choked her to death and cut her in small pieces so I could take my meat to my rooms, cook, and eat it. How sweet and tender her little ass was roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did not fuck her, though I could have had I wished. She died a virgin. <coughs> this is fucked up shit. Okay, this was back in the fucking 20s and 30s. The early 1800s, or 1900s. <laughs> you know. This uh, fucking crazy. Fucking crazy. But he mentions the famine in China. You know, police investigate the letter. The story concerning Captain Davis and the famine in Hong Kong could not be verified. The part of the letter concerning the murder of Grace, however, was found to be accurate in its description of the kidnapping and subsequent events, although it was impossible to confirm whether or not Fish had actually eaten parts of Grace's body. Uh the, the the letter was delivered delivered in an envelope. That, see, I don't know if you guys, uh, if anybody listening uh, remembers, uh, was it the BTK killer, a dude out of Kansas, I think, and he kept he would send letters almost like the Zodiac killer, and then finally they were able to catch him. That's some wild shit. This is fucked up shit because <clears throat> this led me to. Uh, The Chinese famine. And I was looking for the famine at that time. In in the late 1800s there. But I found one that took place in the 60s. One of the grisliest effects of the Great Famine was cannibalism. Nobody knows how often or how widely it occurred, but there are scores of accounts of flesh eating, both official and anecdotal. Police reports detail specific incidents of cannibalism. In Lian, Gansu province, dozens of peasants were arrested in 1960. Most were exhuming the corpses of their neighbors and eating them to survive. There were 1,289 cases of cannibalism reported to Anhu province that same year. Chang and Halliday tell of a husband and wife in Fangyan who strangled and devoured their eight-year-old son. See, China had the uh, like the one 
the one uh, child law, which it wasn't even like you were going to get put in prison if you had more than one kid. You just got, like, shamed. There's a fucking documentary on Amazon. You got shamed. They were like, God damn, Karen, you got two kids? <sighs> get out of here, Karen. You know? Like, get out. Get, go, go, go. Get away from us. Wear your mask. You know? So people would, you know, kill their babies. If you watch the documentary on Amazon, there's women on there like, oh, yeah, I killed like 70,000 kids. We just <laughs> threw them in the river. <laughs> threw them in the river or sold them for food. Because think, <clears throat> I don't even want to think about it. Think about this. United States of America, heroin wasn't really a thing until after Vietnam when soldiers were doing heroin and opium over in Vietnam and other parts of the country that had opium. And then they started bringing it over and people started getting hooked to it. Okay. What makes you think that these people were like, oh, we love, oh, Jesus. Maybe the one child uh, law was just a big cover up. Because that went from what? The 50s up until 20 years ago, 15 years ago? Shit, probably not. It's probably still going now with coronavirus. I don't know. Wild. Uh, there were also many cases of child abandonment. Child selling and forced prostitution. Some starving peasants murdered their children, elderly relatives and spouses as an act of kindness to end their starving and misery. And then they fucking ate them. Some of them people are alive today. That ate their fucking kids. Are somebody's, their neighbor's kids? Think about that crazy shit. It's fucking crazy, man. Fucking crazy. You know, you got fucking Albert Fish. He's off fucking... Man. See, the letter was uh, unsigned and nameless. It was the beginning of the end for cannibalistic serial killer Albert Fish. How his exuberant madness and murderous bloodlust came to be. However... Is a town as Macab, Macabe. I'm an idiot. And unimaginable as <laughs> the death of Grace Bud itself. Albert Fish, the gray man, is born. Born on May 19, 1870, in Washington, D.C., to Randall and Ellen Fish. Hamilton Howard, or Albert Fish, had many names the Brooklyn Vampire, the Werewolf of Pisteria. Small, quiet, and assumed. Unassuming, he had a face that blended in with the crowd and a private life that would frighten even the most hardened criminals. Wasn't that like Edward Gein, too? Maybe. I don't know if he fit in with the crowd. These people are fucked up. Fucked up. Absolutely fucked up. While his mother routinely experienced visual hallucinations, as a child, Fish was plagued by mental illness. As were a number of his family members, not only was his brother in an asylum, but his uncle 
had been diagnosed with mania, while his mother routinely, routinely experienced visual hallucination. God damn. Hallucination. Hallucinations. She was tripping, man. She would have, she would be visually tripping balls. Uh, his father, 75 years old at the time, was a fish's birth and died when Albert was just five years old. Huh. Wow. His widowed mother didn't have the resources to care for him and his three fucking siblings and left him in an orphanage. It was there that he conceived a passion for pain. Fucking crazy. Fucking crazy. I was there till I was nearly nine, and that's what I where I got started wrong, Fish later recalled. We were unmercifully whipped. I saw boys doing many things they should not have done. He came to enjoy and associate the pain with pleasure which would later seep into sexual gratification when his mother became mentally stable and financially self-sufficient enough to take him home in 1880. She removed him from the orphanage, but the damage had already been done. Fucking crazy. Crazy. Fish not only continued to administer his own beatings, but began an unhealthy relationship with a telegraph boy. In 1882, the child introduced him to the sexual practices of Erlegnia, or uh, the consumption of human waste. Holy shit. Literally. Literally, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, his uh, sadomastic tendencies led him to be to an obsession with sexual self-mutilation. He would regularly in, in, oh, yeah, embed the needles into his groin. Wow. After 20 year, in 1890, 20-year-old Fish moved to New York City. His crimes against children began. <sighs> Wow. And see that this all came from a meme. I seen a meme and here we are. Uh the great Chinese famine just, you know, like 50 years ago, they were eating babies, man. In China. This what it led me to. I mean, they were eating babies 50 years ago. Like okay. I don't know if comparing the two, okay, there was uh, racial segregation going on in the United States of America at that time in 1959, okay? At the same time, across the world, people were killing their kids and eating them. Is this fuck? Is that fucking crazy? Is that crazy? And now, after uh, the coronavirus in China, everybody's uh, congratulating China as the, the, you know, the poster, <laughs> the poster child. I don't want to say the poster child, but whatever. 
that they did such an amazing job with the coronavirus that they're the model. They're the model for beating the coronavirus. They're already having uh, piss pool parties. Shout out, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> they're already having piss pool parties with thousands of people uh, running around with no mask. New Zealand, you know, it's no big deal. They're an island, though. Island, it was probably better, easier to, you know, handle. You know, it's unleashed. We're all going to fucking die from it. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and with with that, I guess, uh, you can say that one, uh, that, uh, Durban Poison, that was good fun. I'm pretty high now. Uh, go to, uh, raindoutrantcast.com. Check it out. Put the episodes on that. Uh, Facebook.com backslash raindoutrantcast. Although, <laughs> Facebook is fucking blocked. Can't even use it. So, uh, peace.